The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is On the Block brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. Also want to shout out, hold it up. Good sense. It's Good yes. Sense Friday here at 93.7. Take me if I put it in front of my face, you can see. Big shout out to Good Sense, part of uh, the venue line of restaurants for bringing us lunch, sandwiches, and such every Friday. Really appreciate them. Uh, good to have Rico back in the building. He just got back from the volleyball press conference. Huskers sweep Georgia Tech yesterday to move on to their 11th Elite Eight in the last dozen years. Play for a spot in the Final Four tomorrow evening. Bach, we turn our attention from college basketball to the NBA. I want Strick's thoughts on this once he gets back, but the in-season tournament seems like it's been going pretty well for the NBA. The courts look terrible, but they have mm. people talking, and the storylines have been great. I know your Celtics just bowed out. Um, they lost to the Bucks, didn't they? Uh, no, they lost... Uh, they lose to the Pacers. I think they lost to the Pacers, yeah. The Pacers, who, who make it out of the, the eastern side of the pool play... And the Lakers probably don't deserve to be here. That timeout that was granted to Austin Reeves in the the quarters wasn't good. But I think this has been through you know everything but the championship game of this end season tournament. A pretty rousing success for the NBA. It's gotten people talking. It's changed the conversation. And instead of having just games sprinkled here and there throughout the evenings, they've drawn attention to certain games on certain nights, which boosts the ratings. The highlight stars, obviously, you know, LeBron being in it, Pelicans have some stars, you know, the Celtics and the Bucks lineups, but even really the the breakout of Tyrese Halliburton and this number one in the NBA offense in Indiana, I think the NBA's got to be pretty thrilled with how this has played out so far. Yeah, I think so. And I, and I think that, like, you're right. I mean, I, I'm kind of cheering for Indiana just because I think that that would be the better story. Um, and it's kind of interesting because obviously this is new to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, it's new to American sports. Really. Yeah, just just in general. It's 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 kind of an, it, just a trial run type of scenario. Um, but I don't know what would be better. Like, it would it be better if, you know, Boston had won this or, you know, <laughs> 
Bucks or just, you know, somebody that was supposedly a favorite and then maybe they could, you know, like, <laughs> it's hard to imagine Boston hanging a banner for this. You know what I mean? Like, Indiana might do it. Um, and that's part of it. But, I mean, the other part of it is just, like, I, I was interested to see, would would this be, like, a semi-playoffs? And it's it's not. You're getting different stories mixed in. You're getting, you know, a different idea of what, what the maybe the Pacers could be in, in the East. Um, and, the, and, and then the Lakers making their run in the West. It's it, it's it's intriguing. I I like you. I hate the courts. I think that that was a big <laughs> <laughs> that's one big mistake that they've made throughout this. Um, but I think it's been a good idea. All that all that to be said is is and I and I don't know if you would agree with me, but I this is what I say is that it highlights to me a little bit. And this isn't to devalue the NBA. <laughs> this is basically devaluing most playoffs. A single elimination tournament is somewhat random and doesn't always get you the best. Champions. Now, mm-hmm. the NCAA tournament, as random and, and crazy as it is, and sometimes you don't get the seemingly the best team that year, it's always like the same six teams that end up winning the championship. So somehow that you know that kind of <laughs> plays out in their their favor. But I'm I, I don't care if Indiana or the Lakers win, I'm still not convinced either of those teams are top five teams in the league. No, I mean the Lakers are still figuring a lot of stuff out and the Pacers are working their way onto the scene. Right, the Lakers are old, the Pacers are young, two opposite ends of the spectrum. LeBron is established, Harry's Halliburton in, you know, even Miles Turner to some degree, Buddy Heald as an under the radar kind of name are still ascending. So it's not a true championship. It's not. It's, you know, regular season games that are spiced up, but that's fine. The NBA had to try to do something. The basketball has been competitive. You have the, the point differential come in in the group play. The single elimination, again, is just so different from anything that's been done that at the same time, we don't necessarily have to take the results seriously. It seems like the players are taking this idea of pool play and knockout a little more seriously than they would just a random, you know, Wednesday night game. Yeah, and obviously it's in the NBA. You get resting and stuff like that, so you don't want to. You don't, you know it is it is add a little bit to it, and I love it. I especially for the NBA, which for many um, don't pay attention. You know, mm-hmm. in general, till football season's over or till Christmas. You know, whatever you're kind of in the, in the taste for. Some mm-hmm. that don't care too much wait till the playoffs in general. But you know, the NBA season, especially early on, is so overshadowed by the NFL, mm-hmm. college football, everything that's kind of going on right now that this does kind of highlight it and give it a little bit more to talk about. And so I, I've, I've loved that aspect of it. I, I think it's cool the stories that you're having go through it. And I'm not, I'm, I'm a Celtics fan. So the reason, you know, I might be especially cheering against the Lakers, but I also understand where the Lakers are. Like if the Pacers, I want to win because I think that'd be a great story. But the Lakers, maybe the NBA wants to win. I'm not saying referees or anything like that. But in general, anything to hype up that crowd, you know, the Lakers um, and, and that market, obviously, LeBron, everything that goes mm-hmm. along with it um, would be huge for them to feel like, okay, they're a lot more viable than maybe we thought. I'm just interested to see, too, because I thought when this original idea came out, the timing of the playoff is certainly interesting because I think you could factor in the... The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. 
Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Results or feel like you could factor in the results closer to the playoffs if it was just before All-Star break or something like mm-hmm. that. Whereas it's so early in the season, you know, you can't have a point where the Lakers win this and then lose eight straight in March. And then, you know, how much are we going to take this seriously? So it, it, it's certainly interesting, but it's done a great job of, of getting eyeballs on, on the mm-hmm. sport. And I think too, um, you know, for the NBA, that, 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 that's just huge for, for where we are right now or where we are in the season. Would it be better if this did take place closer to the all-star break where you're playing, you know, these pool play games in January and then the tournament is in early February before the All-Star break, because that feels like that's kind of the dead period for the NBA when it's like just the slog trying to get through it. I get why they're doing it now early in the season, drum up excitement and try to steal some of those eyeballs. But I almost wonder if this tournament takes place in February closer to, number one, the All-Star break, also the trade deadline, right? I think it would be a better snapshot of teams and maybe more of a playoff preview um, but then that might go against some of what the NBA wants in guaranteeing, you know, the team that wins it an automatic berth to the postseason if it's a team that wouldn't have qualified. Yeah, it, it's 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 interesting. I mean, I, I in, in a way that would even make it a little bit more interesting too. So the teams that are at the bottom, you know, lottery teams at least still have a shot at some point to to find their way into the playoffs toward the end. Whereas you know, there's certain teams two months to go. They're just playing younger guys and, try, and basically trying to lose to get to the lottery. Um, so that could spice it up. I think before All-Star Week would be really cool, like leading in, like if you could have the championship game before the break, that would be awesome, but it would completely overshadow the All-Star game. Like right. you go from a game with like pretty, you know, big enough stakes or as big as you can get for a regular season game into the All-Star game where you just wouldn't care at all. But isn't that fine? Like I know the NBA wants All-Star weekend and everything that comes with it, but if the players aren't going to try hard, if the, the draft hasn't gone over well and it's been a little awkward sometimes, guys can still have their vacation, right? Like you can play the championship game and make sure that those teams still do get their three, four day break. Um, before playing again, but I think this would drum up more interest than saying we have to force NBA All-Star Weekend. Well, it could be. I mean, that's we've been looking for a way to solve this problem for years. Maybe it is to slide that championship game into All-Star Weekend. Like you said, maybe have the All-Stars play their scrimmage or whatever it is mm-hmm. on the Friday night. Um, and actually have that ge- a game that counts and a game that, that, that you know means something as far as an in-season tournament champion on All-Star Weekend. I, I think that could be a, a, a solving problem for that. So, I mean, that's something they can look out for. Again, this is just kind of a trial run. And then the other kind of question is, can you have more than one? And, and mm-hmm. would that take away from the one? If you kind of separate it, would it be kind of, you know, year after year, you kind of have your in-season, then your all-star break, or you have your early season, then all-star break tournament champions, and, uh, you know, how much do these things really matter? And, I mean, I think there's just going to be a part of that regardless. If you just keep it to one, it might feel a little bit more important. But, again, you just kind of have to, we have to kind of wait for the results because, mm-hmm. again, what does it mean if one of these teams win and then they're a four, five, six seed in the playoffs and get knocked out round one? Are they going to, like, again, do you hang a banner? Do you, like, <laughs> at least, like, In something In-season tournament says, one seed. <laughs> right. I just don't know. I don't know what, it, to me, it just kind of reminds me of maybe, like, a college basketball mm-hmm. um, tournament invitational that you do early in the season. You don't hang banners for those, but it's kind of cool. It's kind of fun. 
uh, and you get a, a little mini championship out of it, and then your next game is just as important. <laughs> right. The 52-68 will take us to break with this. What if the winner of the in-season tournament got to select one playoff series where they would automatically overturn home court advantage and get to host four home games as a lower seed? I, On its face, it seems a little dramatic. I think that would be a big enough reward for a lot of teams to push. Especially because you see Denver's not in it. You see Boston at the top of the East, isn't it? Not Milwaukee, not Philly, not Phoenix. It would be huge if a team's going to sneak in as the eight seed and get, you know, two home games to start out against the one seed. That'd be huge. But I think there's also a reason that Major League Baseball did away with that sort of thing. I just give it to the team with the best record for the regular season because it's still a bigger sample size and still means more over the long run. Yeah, there's definitely the 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 reward for this. Uh, yeah, kind of have to find something that's worth enough that it's it's worth going for, but mm-hmm. not overwhelming because it, it really shouldn't matter all that much. Um, did it? Is it currently that they will they get an automatic playoff berth? It's they they're if they wouldn't have qualified for the playoffs, they get at least into the play in round. The play in, yeah, that's fair because yeah. play ins already like ten teams in 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 the play in games. You're already having teams under 500 get in. Because both these so. teams are probably playoff teams. Yeah. So it's not you're not going to get that automatic berth to the 10 seed given away very often. Yeah. I mean, because the only thing you'd worry about is somebody, you know, resting, you know, if you guaranteed playoff spot, somebody resting all their stars too much and not right. caring about seeding or something as much down the line. But that that is, you know, with the idea in line is that whoever wins this tournament is it's supposed mm-hmm. to be a showcase for who the best in the NBA is teams that are already on their on their way to the playoffs. And I think both these teams are, um, although we're saying they're not, you know, ultimately feel like maybe title contenders as of yet. Mm-hmm. They're they're at least playoff uh, teams that we expect to see. So I think that that's fair. Um, and and I, I am enjoying it. again outside of the courts. He's Bach. I'm Austin. This is On the Block, brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. We'll take a break, wrap up hour one of the show after this.